Hey guys, welcome back to the 30-something podcast with Sunny Abada. That's me. I'm Sunny. I'm so glad you're here. If you are new, thank you for checking this out. Um, here's my elevator speech about the podcast. It's all about the things that make this stage of life so fun and so complicated. We talk a lot about parenthood. We talk a lot about work. Um, sometimes about entrepreneurship and health and beauty because I'm a total beauty freak. And um, yeah, today's <laughs> today's guest has nothing to do with any of that. Kind of he does, I guess. Um, today's guest... He's my favorite person in the world. I've been trying to drag my husband, Andrew, onto this podcast for, well, since I started it. So how many months? I don't know, four or five months. Um, so I thought it would be fun to have Andrew on because we have talked to so many moms here. We've talked to working moms and stay-at-home moms and moms who have started new businesses and second chapters. And But it's it's been heavily female on the perspective here. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool to bring on Andrew and, you know, get a dad's perspective and talk a little bit about our journey? I feel like it would help you guys get to know me a little bit better, too, because who knows me better than my husband? And, um, and we also... Um, talk about like a bunch of the things that I've been posting <clears throat> on my blog about lately are now infamous Washington DC spring break trip where all of the things happened and to what it's like you know having having young kids working through those first few years full-time and all the stuff that he had to do as a dad so it's fun and you may or may not get a few embarrassing stories about me in it you may you will lots um anyway he's awesome so um i hope you guys enjoy this i'm going to mention this at the end of the episode too but um you know i always love hearing your guys feedback if there's something that you want to hear there's a topic you want to hear more about i am all ears all the time you know where to find me at sunny about it on instagram and um search me on facebook as well but i hope you enjoy this episode as much as i enjoyed doing it this was like i say in the beginning and you'll hear probably the most nervous i've ever been for an interview isn't that weird I sleep with next to this person every night, and I'm smooth, I'm like most nervous to talk to him. Um, okay, enjoy. This is uh, this is Andrew, my husband. Can you hear? Him? Can yeah. you hear me? Okay, grab your mic and like grab it. <laughs> Pull it closer. There we go. Do you have gum in your mouth? Cough drop. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Get a cough drop in your mouth. Okay. Crunch it real quick. Is it? <laughs> it's my last one. Oh wait, let me see. Uh, how much do you have left? You just started it. Yeah, oh. just put it. <laughs> okay. You feel like you're going to... Here's some tea if you need throughout. We'll just share that. Okay. Okay, so just lean forward. We want to do a quick test. <clears throat> you need like a couple inches, but don't go too far back because see how... Okay, give me... T say something. Tell me how much you love me. I love you so much. <laughs> Testing. Le Lead in. Closer? Yeah, yeah, like about about two or three inches. Okay. It feels like you're kind of, okay. Like that? Is that yeah. better? Yeah, yeah. Count, to, count to 10. Give me a good one. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay. Is that good? Mm -hmm. um, okay. Well, this is going to be weird because we're like having <laughs> a personal conversation in front of a microphone and a relative stranger. But, um, okay, let's do it. Are you ready? I'm ready. There's no outline, so just a note too. Like if you touch, it picks up. So just try to try to lean back and stay still. Um, all right, here we go. I'm nervous. What is this? Okay, okay, guys, welcome to, welcome back to the show. I'm gonna be stuttering a lot because I don't I don't get nervous really. I worked for 15 years in TV. I just I've interviewed really important people, but. <laughs> I am super nervous because today's guest is someone who probably knows me better than anyone in the world, which is terrifying. Um, Andrew, say hi. Hello, everybody. This is my husband. Um, I thought it would be fun to bring you on, babe, because, um, you know, we talk. I talk so much online about motherhood and, like, the kids stuff. And I think for the most part, I do a pretty good job of, like, maintaining your privacy, right? Wouldn't you say? For the most part, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't get too revealing or or anything but you know it, it is nice to like sort of bring you into the fold a little bit because you know you're like the other half of the other half of my life and I like to like let people get to know who's important to me so um I don't have an outline or anything planned but I do want to ask you how just tell everybody how long it took me to convince you to actually be on this show how many times did I have to ask before you were finally like okay well, it's been a few, I think, um, and I, I guess I broke the number one rule of podcasting before it even started. I put a cough drop in, and yeah. like, I, I think we're gonna leave that part in. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm, just, I'm getting over a bit of a cold, so 
Yeah, we had we were all knocked out with a really really bad virus. Like I'm everyone in the country. I feel like got just slammed with this end of like winter early spring virus. All four of the rest of us got sick like a couple of weeks ago, and you've been knocked out since our trip to Washington D.C. We're going to talk about our trip too. <laughs> I put, I put an Instagram story highlight up, guys. We recently had spring break, and um, we have three kids. They're six, four, and almost two, and. Um, we had the brilliant idea to go to Washington, D.C. for a week. It was kind of your idea, right? Yeah. I mean, the kids are starting to study that stuff in school and have been asking a bunch of questions about it. And I lived in D.C. for a little bit, as you know, and it's one of my favorite cities and thought it'd be cool to go there with them. Can we just <laughs> can we just say right off the bat, number one rule, this is like the, the first rule of Fight Club, the first rule of traveling with toddlers, don't bring a double stroller on public transportation. We took the metro, right? So we land in Washington. First of all, it's like, what, a two hours? Was it like two hours of a flight, right? Yeah. The, the, the baby is like literally crawling over people on the flight. So we get off the flight. We're kind of stressed because, you know, it's just, it's a lot to travel with three kids. And you were like, what? You're like, you know what? The, the metro goes right to the bottom of our hotel. We should take it. The metro was a mistake. I <laughs> <laughs> okay. can agree the metro was a mistake. When I lived there, um, I took the metro everywhere. And I was kind of thinking, okay, this is our little test ride. We're going to take the metro from the airport to the hotel. It doesn't get easier than that. And I was thinking, <laughs> okay, if we lived in a, in a legit city, you know, we would take public transportation and we'd be, you know, <laughs> we'd cool be city dwellers. City dwellers, yeah. And we're not. Cool. We're not. <laughs> and we're not city dwellers. So, yeah, it was I, It was funny because I don't think you saw this. Say, um, you know, the people that ride the Metro at 11 a.m. on a Wednesday are an interesting crowd, right? So this uh, guy who I'm assuming was homeless because he looked and smelled homeless said hi to our son on the train. He said, hey, little man. And our son said, hi. <laughs> and he goes, where are you from? And sa- And our son said, Baldwin Park, which is <laughs> As if he, the neighborhood we live in in Orlando, but this guy obviously has no idea what Baldwin Park was. So, yeah, the train ride was a total bust, and then we got to Metro Center, which was our stop, and we couldn't get upstairs because only certain of the exit points had an elevator, and we had the double stroller, and we had checked bags. And Okay, wait, we need to rewind for a second here, because shout out to, like, just giving major credit to myself, I packed all five of us in one check-in bag. I got packing cubes. I'll do a whole vlog post. Okay. I, I'm impressed with myself. I got everybody in. So we thought, okay, this will be easy because we have one suitcase. We have a double stroller and the three kids and a couple backpacks. So technically we were traveling light, but then we got on the train and we started to realize like, okay, the suitcase rolls when the train moves. <laughs> the stroller is rolling. We can't park it anywhere. It's giant. And then the baby, you had the baby and she started literally throwing a fit. You have to tell everybody what happened. She was like, losing her mind literally like crawling all over your body to try to get off the train at every stop yeah well what i've realized is the baby is okay being a baby if she's the only one there but if she sees our other two children you know acting like big kids then she wants to be a big kid so the other two kids were sitting in a seat on the train by themselves and the baby you know needed to be on her lap or needed to be held and she doesn't like that which is the same reason she doesn't want to sit in a a seat on an airplane and she doesn't want to ride in a stroller right and so, yeah, on the plane, too, you know, the kids <laughs> sat next to each other and then she, you know, had to sit next to you and she didn't want to do that. She wanted to sit in the middle of the, you know, two seats in between them. She wanted to crawl over strangers. Well, yeah, and then we got on the metro and you're holding her because we're one stop away. She's writhing around like like a possessed, like, farm animal all over Andrew, literally like spinning. And I'm like, well, you have fun because I held her the first half of the train. And so we get off finally and I'm, I look down and I'm like her shoe is missing and you're like I couldn't I didn't even notice I can't help it she's going crazy on there and I'm like oh my god I, sta- I stand <laughs> by all that I mean I don't know what to tell and then like you know the doors when you get off of this thing are only open for like yeah seven seconds yeah so you're pushing like, like the stroller, the carrying, stroller her. carrying her and I think, then I think you had the big bag and then I had backpacks but right. anyway there was a lot going on and there was a missing shoe and yeah there was a missing shoe so luckily we you know when we finally surfaced <laughs> Wait. We can't gloss over that. Okay, so we get off the train, and then we end up like ants underground for like 45 minutes trying to figure out. No, it wasn't 40. It, it wasn't. Was okay. Maybe 15. I'm a little dramatic, but it was, it, was about, it was about 25 minutes. It was, a, it was a while, and we couldn't find out which way to go up because there weren't elevators in certain parts of the train station. So, I mean, 
to, to our credit, like I feel like all of us, we stayed pretty calm and we made it fun, but we were like walking circles around. We're like, how the hell do we get back up to daylight? Well, we to daylight? finally ended up taking the double stroller up that escalator. Oh, that's which, right. We didn't yeah. even find an elevator. <laughs> yeah, so we, yeah. We're like, screw it. He's we like, just, I'm just going to pop this puppy right back. And you rolled, yeah, literally rolled yeah. it up an escalator. Yeah. So and we, then we found another pair of shoes because that was, you can't be in a city that was the only pair of shoes we brought because yeah. i was thought i was a packing genius and i thought we'll just all wear are the shoes that we'll be wearing all week it worked out okay because we we popped up there was a macy's right there so we went <laughs> in there got shoes and then of course the other kids wanted shoes and like the, it, it was, was a thing yeah it was yeah. a little iffy there for a second and then um so the rest of the trip was um it was fun. I feel like, you know, everybody, we got back and they're like, oh, how was it? And I was like, oh, I didn't want to make it sound like it was a great trip. But we're, we put it this way. We had another trip planned tentatively for New York City because we were really excited about showing the kids another big city that we have officially canceled until the baby is, I don't know, 14 or something. <laughs> like, Yeah, it's too bad because it, we could take the two big kids right. and have a great time. But we agreed. We It's not a family vacation if we're breaking everybody up. and. Yeah, that's only part of it. I don't, I don't know that we could realistically leave the baby with anybody without it being a total nightmare. I'm curious to see too what you guys think about, um, like if there are any other families out there with kids with this kind of an age spread. It's really not that drastic, I guess, from one to six. Like our oldest is six, six and a half. Um, like if they attempt this, maybe you're just better parents than we are. If you can make it happen, because I do. Like I feel like I scroll through social media and I see these like really badass families, and they're like, you know, they have their baby packed on their stomach and you know, in the little carrier and they've got their like four other kids walking next to them carrying a piece of luggage. And we were like, we just can't, we're soft. And then, and then we got there to Washington and um, it was raining and it was cold. It was just, it was a whole thing. It was a really fun trip. All that being said, um, I feel like I, this is, this is how we got on this. I feel like you got sick because we wore you down in Washington. Yeah, well, I it, say, was it was like a four day CrossFit workout. <laughs> and the, we, we had some issues with the hotel. So we were in three different hotel rooms. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot. So then, I, you know, that's three different sets of hotel germs. And yeah, no, same hotel, but like they kept giving us rooms. We booked a room that had like a certain number of seat or of beds and they just kept putting us in the wrong room. So we'd have to pack up the packing cubes again. So we yeah, we were in three different rooms. It worked out okay when we were finally situated. Don't there. you feel like, though, people, there there are families out there and there are couples out there who would be, like, really, like, angry and stressed? I feel like we kind of laughed through it the whole time. Don't you? Yeah. I, yes. I mean, I guess I've changed a little bit in that respect. Like, I'm just going to keep complaining until I get what I want. And so we just kept. And then the, yeah. we got to the point where the hotel manager would see me coming. I think <laughs> finally. He's like, I mean, here's your complimentary bottle of champagne and your chocolate. If we're being honest, <laughs> we ended up getting a pretty good deal out of the whole thing. Well, yeah. I mean, in all fairness, they had us in the, in the wrong rooms a yeah. couple of times. And then the first one was haunted. The, the baby kept, like, pointing at random things and just breaking out into tears. Remember yeah, that? Those are called shadows, but yeah. <laughs> I'm a little more woo-woo than Andrew. I hope for this to be the first of like several, I mean, maybe dozens or hundreds of episodes that I bring you on. But um, you'll get to know that, you know, maybe I'm a little more dramatic than you in some ways. But no, what's that? I've noticed a little. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I feel like we had to kind of dive into the whole spring break thing because everybody's been off over the past month or so and um we, we're not going to touch on white house security oh my god can we please okay this is kind of embarrassing for me though <laughs> okay um i feel like you should start we don't have to get into all the details no, except like for the how fact i had a nurse in front of secret service that, that <laughs> the details that we, i was thinking we weren't going to get into but yeah i mean when you I, well i didn't realize that only four percent of people who apply for a white house tour get one oh, I didn't and know it's that. yeah i guess it's less a factor of um you know, who's applying is just the schedule there. So if there's, depending on what's going on, they just won't let guests in. So, you know, you basically tell them the days you're going to be in town. And then if you get it, they tell you the time slot that you get. So you aren't able to say, oh, you know, nine o'clock on Wednesday would work great for me. So we got <laughs> that one, one, yeah, one thirty on Friday, which is the, you know, right in the middle of the baby's nap time. And it's also apparently the busiest day of the week for them. And we had the last available time slot, which meant that all the security had backed up until, you know, 1.30. So right. Because there are th you should know this. So, like, when you go to the White House, I thought, very, I, very ignorant, apparently, that um, 
when you get in, you just walk through like one security point. But there are three separate checkpoints. The first one, they check your ID. And these are guys that are, I mean, they're dressed like tactical police officers, right? And it says Secret Service on their little vests or whatever. So that's the first one. The second one was like another, I don't even know. Oh, they make you repeat your names and your birthdays. So check it all again. Right, they check it all again. And then the third one was when they they put you between... um, like a wall and a fan and on the other side of this wall is a German Shepherd and they blow the fan on you toward the dog and they try to see if you have any explosives. So it's a whole thing, right? Yeah, it's a thing. And then and then a magnometer after that. A what? A He's... metal detector. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, the interesting, I think the most interesting to me was that they didn't ask you and I questions. They asked our kids mm-hmm. to verify things because oh, yeah. they know kids aren't going to. That's, you know, I didn't think about that. That's yeah, probably so why. Yeah, so they kept asking. And and uh, our son, I was surprised that he was uh, yeah. very attentive. So. He would hold up under like... But I did make up that story about the White House dungeon and if you... Oh, so. you did? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're a little bit of scare tactic parents. I feel like they, they know when we're kidding sometimes, but we do... Um, we bribe and we scare it's a lot. It's just fear and bribery. That's right. That's what I've, did you used to say? That's all I've got. That's all I've got. <laughs> Those two things, fear and bribery. Fear and bribery. But yeah, I mean, that that was, I feel like that was a part of the trip that alone made it worth it, right? Like that's something they can always say. Oh, but right. it was a, what? Yeah. Like it was a solid, it was more than an hour. It was probably it was, an hour and 45 minutes from beginning of security to end, wouldn't yeah, you say? I'd say closer to an hour, but okay. it was <laughs> it was all of an hour. It but was, the thing that I was thinking about too was the baby, you know, she was trying to, she wanted to go to, to sleep and she made that very well known. And then at one point. She, wait, wait, just let me say, she made it known because she f- collapsed onto the floor. Well, that's what I was going to say. She <laughs> was 42 degrees and she like tried to take her shoes off and lay down on the on sidewalk. The concrete. So just, <laughs> and this line is moving and people were, there was an older couple behind us that I felt was. Kinda, they were so pissed. Yeah, they were making some, she's like, they're like, look. You know, she wants to go to sleep. She's just going to go to sleep. And Are I was like, yeah. I would have fought them too. I was pretty close to, to making a remark. I'm because, so glad I didn't hear yeah. that because you know how I get. Yeah, it's another thing that like when, you know, before we had kids and then you saw kids and if you're on an airplane or something, the kid's having a meltdown, how annoying it would be. Or mm-hmm. like, you're just like, oh, get a hold of your kids. But now it's like, I don't just like, hey, man. Listen, your child could do everything short of pack an actual explosive and I would forgive it. I'd be like, listen, it's his nap time. <laughs> He's feeling crazy. I, that's what I feel like we all need to be a little kinder toward people with like who are in care of someone that doesn't completely have it together, like a kid or an animal or yeah. something. I mean, as long as a, it's obvious that a parent is taking reasonable steps to try to corral their kids in the right thing, because you do see parents that are just, it's a total free for all. Right. I mean, we have friends who you know, at a party or whatever, the kids are just, you know, going absolutely crazy. And you're like, okay, like a little bit of, a little bit of parenting here would probably go right. a long way. But, you know, when it's obvious, it's just the kid having a rough, a rough patch. I'm yeah. like, hey. Throw us a bone. We're suffering. I mean, in the story that's embarrassing that I don't really, not that embarrassed about, because um, I've shared it already. But so the, she, the, the, our little one kind of like lost it, like Andrew said, and you know, she's, I feel like she, she's 31 pounds because we just got her weight at a doctor's appointment. So it's, it's like holding, it's holding a squirming free weight, 30 pound free weight that is just, it's and it's not, a, you know, a, a compact center of gravity. It's just, she's moving all the time, right? So I'm hauling her. She doesn't want anything to do with you at this point. Um, she's, cause she's tired and grumpy and whatever. And then she, I, this is just, it's kind of embarrassing. I'm that mom who's like, I'm finally weaning, but we're still nursing. So I didn't know what else to do to calm this child down. I ended up having to stand up nurse my 22-month-old. This is just horrific. She's going to hate me if she ever, ever hears this episode in front of Secret Service and like literally probably 100 people. And I was like, just throw this coat over my shoulder. I'm going to do it. She's banging on my chest. It's just, it was pretty embarrassing. But you do what you got to do. And the point being like, you know, I used to judge people and now I'm like, you just, you do you, sister. It was nice though that couple in front of us were really supportive and- they were it's, they were nice. Yeah. Shout out to the nice couple from Texas. Yeah. Wherever. Shout out to our was it Houston? Yeah, our Houston, Houston friends. Yeah. They get it. I feel like don't you think too? Okay, so we were going to talk about a bunch of stuff um, like that I thought about sort of like starting in one direction, but this was kind of one of them. So this is a perfect segue. So um, you already said one way you feel like you've changed since having kids, but like. Is it different for guys? Like I bring a lot of people on this podcast who are women and who we talk a lot about the work-life balance or the lack of, but I have never had a guy on before where we've had this discussion because 
no one really asks you that question, right? Like, how do you do it all? They just don't. Guys don't really get that question. I don't know if that's a fair thing or not a fair thing, but like, this is going to sound like a broad question, but how have, how has having kids like changed the way you look at the world? Okay. Take 45 minutes. (laughs) Go. (laughs) How has it changed you? I thought we were going to start it. Keep keep it superficial or something. We could start there anyway, because at any point we haven't talked to a dad is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, you had a, you have a career obviously. Well, I mean, I can just kind of speak to how it's changed my, you know, personal schedule. I used to, you know, get into work early. I would stay late ish. And then a lot of times just for me, it worked well to go in for a little bit on Saturday or Sunday, even if I wasn't that busy, just cause I like to wrap things up and clear my desk off and just get things lined up for Monday morning. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, you really, you know, I have a pretty hard stop or at least try to stick to, you know, as close to five o'clock as I can every day so that I'm home. And it's <laughs> Tell them what happens if you don't. I'm like, uh, Hey babe. And I try to start off real, like, casual at first. I'm like, hey, I'm making dinner. What time, what time do you think you're coming home so it's well, warm? Sometimes, yeah, sometimes <laughs> then, she'll do that at, like, 4.15. Uh, I know. Like, Listen, uh, the girl's got a plan. Five minutes. So I, was like, okay, I have well. to plan that Chipotle order to, yeah, be arrive, to arrive on time. Well, it's hard, too, because my job isn't well, – I mean, obviously, it's not a 9-to-5 job. Tell everybody what you do. I, I'm, a, I'm a lawyer, but I work for a um, development company real estate company uh, right so not like I always say not courtroom lawyer like desk lawyer like you're not arguing with people you say lawyer and people are like oh yeah like no, you I, know. yeah so I do uh, like I'm a, basically a real estate transactional attorney and yeah. business lawyer so um, but I it's also interesting because I work with my family like it's a family business and my brothers and I kind of principally oversee the day-to-day operation of the company so and that I feel like that sometimes that's a mitigating factor too. It's like, oh, okay, well, you know, <laughs> tell them what I say. You're I'm like, like, well, I mean, you're like, I think it's not your brother, a real job. <laughs> I know. I'm like, well, if your brothers leave early, can you leave early too? Like, why don't you all just cut out? He's like, nope, not how it works. Well, and we, the other the standard isn't always when can I theoretically no, I know. leave. I know. It's how, I what can, am I doing, and when do I have to? What right. am I trying to get done? Right. So I just get so desperate. Anyway, the, I know. The end of a long day, you know. No, I know. And then I get home, and whatever time, five fifteen, five twenty two, whatever. <laughs> and it's just like, it's amazing how like th- three minutes later, you can like literally lose it. You know, I know it's funny. Andrew will walk in sometimes and yeah, he will lose his shit within 20 minutes. Let's just lay it on the table. Not all the time. You're, no. you've got a really my, long, I feel like my fuse. Yeah. But, but sometimes like so, you don't. The thing we've talked about this a lot lately is I feel like recently, you know, the, the big kids are old enough to know exactly what they're doing now. I mean, it's, it's you know, the excuse that, like, they don't hear you or they don't understand. or It's just they're just choosing not to totally ignore you. you right. Know? They're overwhelmed with excitement when you come home. They're physically jumping on you. So that's yeah, the thing. So and, it's and, like, and then, we, of course, like, I think you talked about it. You know, we just built a brand new house. We've been in for, I guess, it'll be a, it'll a, be a year, year. Yeah. in late May. So we're, yeah, it's like 10 months at this point. And, like, just the total disregard for anything <laughs> new or nice. It's I love how like you use why. the word disregard as if they're, like, oh, wait. They just, they no, DGAF, I'm, like. Yeah, they totally DGAF. <laughs> and it's, it, you know, it's just, like, hard because, like, you know, we, we, and against our better judgment, no, I think we made the conscious decision that we were just going to buy all new stuff. Furniture. Well, we had to because in our last house we had Sharpie on the couch. We had Nutella smeared into the bar stools. Yeah, think, we were the floor we, was peeling in our we, old house. We DJF on the last uh, house. We well, you know, we that was the house we we had all of our well two out of our three babies and I yeah. lost it. But you do you get home and I think you like see the house and it's in it's it's in some state of disrepair or or disorganization and you're like oh my god like. I just need to change out of my work clothes. And they're crawling up your legs. And they do this thing where when you sit, they run and they like try to hop onto your shoulders. Yeah, it's, I just, it's I think amazing. you got a concussion last week. Oh, yeah. I was, yeah. You stood up and you had a headache. Your vision was impacted. <laughs> yeah, <it's very> <laughs> yeah, I mean. It's not funny, but it's, uh, but I'm laughing for sure. No, but uh, Sunny has this thing like I'm trying to adhere to, to the extent I can, is that no shoes in the house. So I. That's my thing. It's like I will come in with my you know, work bag or briefcase or whatever. I get attacked from the kids the moment I walk in. 
I get in like three steps into the kitchen and Sonny's like, shoes, really? I'm not a not a total B. No, I know. But, but listen, I've been telling you for like ever like the eight years we've been living together. I'm like, it's just my one thing. It's my thing. But then okay, so like back shoes. to back to like losing your temper. So if if I have to ask the kids like literally like the first eight times I'll be pretty like even keel Mm -hmm. but the last one is like i agree yeah the bottom falls out and then it's like but you know but it's interesting too we've had this we've had this discussion so many times over the years dads these days they you guys do do a lot more than our fathers did and like yeah the level of involvement and there are so many societal factors that that impact that right and we could get into you know, wages and, and the the economics of all of it and the need people have these days for additional income that they didn't in the past and inflation. I mean, there's so many actual mathematic things that just sort of escape my level of intelligence that impact why more women are working. But more women are working these days, right? So more men, anecdotally, right, have had to step up in ways that, like, our, our dads didn't. My dad has said, and I know your dad has said, too, they literally never changed a diaper. You, on the other hand, our, our son, our oldest, who's six and a half now, I was, when I was working full time, and that was till just about two and a half years ago, you were with him every night. I worked the night shift and he was a, nur- he was a breastfed baby and anybody who's, who's nursed a kid knows like they're attached to their mom, but I wasn't home at night. So you were putting him down every night for like nine months or something. That's badass. Like I, I, I bowed down and I, I, I really, truly, I mean, I don't think like a lot of, I, like no one else would have done that. Like our parents' generation and you guys are, this is just the level of involvement is so much higher. Yeah. Are you resentful? <laughs> JK, does not dive in that deep. But I mean, you have said before, you're like, you know, you have to bear with me because I'm doing things that are harder for a dad than they would be for a mom. Yeah. I mean, I won't, I love being a dad and obviously love our kids and I want to be very involved. I think the places where I feel like I'm kind of bumping up against the ceiling that you just alluded to, or there are situations where like kids have a physical connection to the mom that mm-hmm. like is they don't have I mean I feel like you know I feel like I'm there to wrestle and make sure their lights turn on and their food <laughs> on the table and that kind of stuff me caveman <laughs> yeah I mean if we want to go like all the way back on it like I do think there's something to that you know I, um, I agree there's there's definitely there's a biological difference in how we parent there are biological reasons that we parent differently as women versus men absolutely yeah. like none of our kids has ever had a screaming fit that they need dad like let's just put it that way yeah you know that's I mean? true um i mean maybe maybe a couple of times but but yeah i mean i you know i i wouldn't want to be i wouldn't want it to be any different and i don't feel like you know going back to our dads like you know i think back about like you know my average let's just like my average morning like for the most part i get up earlier earlier mm, yeah you're always up, up early, early. I try to empty the dishwasher yeah. if I can. Mm-hmm. I get the butter out so that it's soft. <laughs> I ha- okay, you have to weigh in on this, people, too. Um, yeah. So do you like soft? You Everyone likes soft butter. Of so it's like my request. I say to Andrew, when you wake up at like whatever, 4 a.m., no, 5 a.m., take the butter out. And he always does. You're yeah. so good about it. The dishwasher's emptied. So then sometimes I try to make a lunch or some portion of a yeah, lunch. Yeah, sometimes I need help with the kids' lunches, and you help with that, too. Yeah. So then, um, my dad, yes, and my dad, I love my father, but would never have. Yeah, none of that stuff. Ever. Oh, he did help with dinner, though. I will say, like, if he was home earlier and stuff. But anyway, yeah, we point were kind of, yeah. So I felt, yeah. Well, then, like, and then dinner time, like, a lot of times, like, I enjoy cooking, but it's more of a, a matter of timing than anything else. But right. A lot of times we'll, you know, pick up or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we do a lot more. I'm trying to be so much better about that. What would you do? Like, two to three times a week, I try to. Not only for, like, the economics of it, it's nice to, like, save a little money by eating at home, but it is nice to, I would say about two to three times a week, I I make sure, I try to make sure that there's something cooked. The kids always, for the most part, eat at home, but you and I, it's about 50-50 because it's hard. has been a game changer for us. Oh, my God, I know. Thank God. It's a marriage saver. But I can't, you know, much like things have changed for dads over the years, things have changed for moms, too. And, you know, we we bear... um, and I can't speak for every person out there. I know the situations are different, but we bear a different proportion of the economic responsibility. I'm not saying this me personally, but you know, I was working full time too, and it was in, it was impossible for me to like, you know, barely I barely stayed alive and healthy, let alone could do the cooking. And so, I mean, it, it's just I don't know. I always like to ask that question about the balance of work and life, but I'm always getting the female perspective. So to hear it from you is interesting. I feel like a lot of dads out there kind of get it. <coughs> 
need that Excuse cough me. drop back. Yeah, I need that cough drop back. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been a, it has been a big adjustment for sure. But, you know. Yeah, it's worth it, right? It's worth it. That's the deal. That's the deal. One thing that's been interesting too, I feel like um, over the past, oh, I don't know, I can't even think, six and a half years or seven and a half years of being pregnant or having kids. I mean, we've been stuck in this stage for a while. Don't you feel like um, the qualities that we inherently have as individuals have like really become amplified over the years? Like you're you're always on time and like a great planner and punctual and um, you're just, you're a by the book kind of guy. And then I, how would you just describe me? I mean, with, <laughs> he just rolled his eyes like, oh my God. But don't you feel like our individual, like we've really sort of, we've changed in ways. I feel like you've softened a bit on the need to be like super on time or um, to have things in a specific order. You've really softened. Yeah. I still like to be on time. But. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's just been interesting to like navigate like the kids schedules and our schedules over the years because like I really have had to like try to step it up with some of these things. I'm a little bit of a what did I call myself the other day? I'm a big picture person. I'm up in the air. You're on the ground. You're like meticulously planning the details of things. And I'm like, wouldn't it be great if now let's make it happen. <laughs> and you're like on the ground like I got this. You're yeah. Good. Yeah, I mean, you could come down a few thousand feet probably <laughs> be okay. I don't know. I try my best to, you know, yeah, I know. But it is, the, the, I feel like the, the parent at home can vouch for this. Like, the, you are so consumed day to day just keeping kids alive. This is not an exaggeration. Like, keeping them from scratching each other, hurting each other, fighting each other. That anything beyond that is just like, it's just a bonus round. I mean, there was that time the electricity was turned off. Oh, my God. Can you tell that story, please? This is embarrassing. I mean, I don't know (laughs) the whole story, except that our electricity was turned off because we hadn't paid our bill. And I'm guessing they don't do that like on the day after it's due. And uh, come to find out, like Sonny has this, you know, used to have this big purse that you carry around everywhere. Oh, that's right. When I was I was working full time, right? I had one of those big. You get the mail on the way to work or on the way back. And then it would just stay in your purse. Apparently for months at a time. I think four months exactly. (laughs) 120 (laughs) days. No, wait. We had the electricity turned off. We had the water turned off, too. Do you remember that? Yeah. Because our babysitter came. Our babysitter had just just started. Oh, Fairly recently. And she's like, um, your water turned (laughs) off. I was like, yeah, this happens all Mm -hmm. the time. It's totally Andrew's fault. Meanwhile, I'm like sweating bullets no it's me I, I have yeah I I have struggled I'm I feel like I'm pretty candid about that like yeah I'm like in the trenches and I just drop the ball a lot <laughs> so what was the last time like our power and our water haven't been turned off lately but like what is the last I thing mean, I, Adam, we're not going to get into your identity theft issue oh my god oh, I totally forgot about this this is so embarrassing how did that start though one of the several times you've lost your wallet, I'm sure. No, 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 because I always found my wallet. No, that one time you lost at Winter Park, you didn't find it. I, I don't even remember that. Oh, yeah. my gosh, this is embarrassing. I knew my memory was bad. Yeah, so I've been embroiled. <laughs> this Again, this isn't funny, but I'm laughing. Embroiled in an identity theft scandal for, or, or situation, not scandal, for the better part of three years now? No, yeah, two, let me, like two and a half years. Um, they have tanked my credit. To the point where I don't want to get into specifics because, like, <laughs> someone else out there trying to trying to take my ID. By the way, you won't get far because my credit's awful. Um, but it impacted our ability to, like, when we were building a house, like all kinds of money issues. It was a total shit show. Yeah. And whoever you, there were like multiple people. Apparently, when when your ID is uh, stolen, especially if they have your social security number, um, no, mine was the digital. That's it was that that was it. They found my social security number, and that was not in my wallet. So I did, I probably did lose my wallet too. But anyhow, um, yeah, it's really, I mean, this is just my life. And did you you ever think you were going to end up with someone like me who's just, are we opposite or are we like? I don't think, I think we are (laughs) aligned on the important stuff, but then we're opposite on everything else, I think. You think so? Not everything. Do you think it's good? Okay, let me ask you this. This is some Dr. Phil shit right here. Do you feel like in your, um, in your experience and, and the couples that you know, that it's a positive thing to match up? And I'm not talking about the big things. I do think morals and ethics should always align, but I'm talking about the personality traits. Do you personally think that you would I don't know if I want you to be honest here. Would you rather be with someone who was just like you in all of those small ways? Or do you appreciate having someone who's a little different? No, I think 
I think the contrast is. Watch what you <laughs> I think the contrast is good. You started down a different path there where you're like asking you about the other couples I know. And I was like, yeah, we, I'm we trying know. to think about that. But um, we don't have to get into specifics, but I'm trying to like think of the people that we know. And you never really know, obviously, what's happening in a, in a relationship. But um, I would I think from the from an outside perspective, the most successful couples that I know um, and I'm thinking about my parents even are are in the similar situation yeah, where your, they're your they're, parents for sure. <laughs> Or are they different or what? I can, I mean, as, as we bring you back, I'll eventually I'll have you do the impression of my, of my mom and dad, and maybe I'll share mine too, but uh, this is all in good humor and good love. But Andrew has this impression of my parents and um, it's spot on, but they're kind of opposite too. And that's good. Yeah, I agree. What do you think about that? Like, what advice would you have for someone who's, um, you know, being the, we're not marriage experts at all, but like what advice would you have? We have friends who just got engaged, so we can at least safely say that we are down the road a little bit farther than them in that regard. So like what advice would you? To a newly, to like engaged, a newly couple. engaged couple who's about to like officially become married or, you know, otherwise um, legally bonded. Um, I would, yeah, I would just say like just, Buckle up. <laughs> but yeah, buckle up or like just never. I mean, that's the thing about having kids too that I think has helped us. It's like you don't have the time or energy to argue about small stuff. Yeah. So I think a lot of the stuff like we would have otherwise bickered about before kids is kind of like, uh We don't have the energy. Like I've been, there's been times when like you've said something, I've been like about to like <gasps> talk some shit from the couch. And I'm like, you know what? It's not even worth it. I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> like Although, it's, not even, it's not even worth it. I'm not going to even start this. Do I ever do that? Do I ever drop that? I feel like I'm you like. You talk a lot of shit from the <laughs> other room, like out of the side of your mouth. And Give it's almost a... like inviting me to go in there and be like, what'd you say? Okay. I, am I like, um, I, I, maybe I have a temper. I never growing up was told that I was like the reactive one because I guess like, you know, it's relative to like everybody that you grow up around. But I'm starting to think after being married to you, we've been together 10 years and we've been married. It'll be eight. Like, do I have an anger issue? You got a little anger. (laughs) Here's the thing. This is the Italian thing that this is what happens is you raise your voice. (laughs) I think you're yelling at me. You don't think you're yelling. I then actually raise my voice like consciously because I'm like, she's yelling at me. I'm going to yell back. And then all of a sudden to you, when I get, you know, raise my, I'm not going to say yell, but raise my voice. Then you like lose it. And you're like, (laughs) you're yelling at me. I was like, I, you started it, you know, like, and then that's just like your default, you know, whatever. My default decibel level is kind of higher. Yeah. It's like your stage one dispute voice is very, you know, it's, it's like higher than a normal person. Yes, for sure. This was something I remember even when we first started dating. I feel like this has been something that we've always, you know, that's always been like a roadblock because, yeah, and I would try to tell you, like, (laughs) tell everybody too. I would say, I'm not proud of this, but there are times when I would say, oh my gosh, I hate you. Like, because when you're, it's a juvenile thing to say. I admit it. You're giving it. yourself too much credit in the way you just said that. Oh, really? Was I like mean? Was I meaner when I yeah, said that? Okay, maybe sure. I was meaner. But I said the word hate, and I thought, and he would say, that's horrible that you would say that to me. And I'm like, why? I would say that all the time growing up. Like, we just spoke very dramatically. Everything in the way that we grew up was, our way of communication was amplified. The volume was higher. The word choice was like more extreme and then I met you and you're just um you're calmer in that regard so I had to really that's how I've changed I don't say the h word anymore yeah that's good that's good (laughs) small victories I mean as long as your spouse isn't telling you that they hate them but I never really did obviously it's just that's good you know (laughs) you know but I just um the point is is that I have a visceral reaction to things and I've learned to temper that over the years I think I think I think yeah yeah I'm st- you still go a little, you know, a little over the top sometimes. Yeah. Nuclear, as you like I to try call. to bring it back. I'm just very, very literal. Yeah, you're you very know? literal. But I think, don't you feel like that's like the, um, like one of the sort of traditional characteristics of an attorney or someone who deals in language every day? Like you work in a world where what you say has to be what you mean. I work in a world where I can say whatever I want and then yeah. be like, yeah, For well, sure. you know. So, yeah, I mean, it's been, uh, it's been fun. <laughs> It's been fun. <laughs> He's looking and laughing at me. Remember that time in Washington D.C. when we first first met? And um, so when 
when you're this is another Washington DC drip uh, story um, we were at your brother's wedding and like in Washington there's a lot of people like um, petitioning for causes like you know carrying around sign up for this or that and I forget what it was but this was months after we met like probably five months it was five months after we met and this person came up to me and said something and tried to get me to sign and I politely declined and then they said something inflammatory in some way and do you remember this was in Georgetown yeah yeah I vividly remember and I was what is, and well, I was, and I like bit back and I was like stop I said something and Andrew's just like looking at me getting into like a, ver- a verbal a scene alter- in the Did middle I? of the street what well if- this was okay so back up a second like <laughs> this was the I think the first of now many of what I call like the bunny emergency. <laughs> so this is a bunny. Bunny is my nickname. Yeah, Sunny, Sunny bunny. 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 So yeah. bunny emergency. Define is, the bunny emergency. A bunny is emergency great. is something <laughs> that wasn't on anyone's radar. And then it pops up <laughs> out of nowhere and totally artificially. And then it becomes like the most important thing in the world. So you were in town for my brother's wedding. You had brought, I think, a couple of dresses. I brought and, one dress. It was and, blue with ruffled sleeves. And then you you created a bunny emergency, which was that you needed a, a new dress. Because I just realized you didn't, I didn't like, like your it. dress. Or yeah. it was cold or something. Yeah, Maybe so, it was practical reasons. So I think you realized this at like 1 o'clock on Saturday. And mm-hmm. we needed to like, I think, be ready for the wedding or whatever. Pictures are at like 3 o'clock. So we were okay. yeah. in Georgetown. We were staying in Georgetown. So we were like, okay, let's you know go around the corner and see if you can find a dress. And I thought this is like... <laughs> If we find one, great. But if not, that's great, too, because I brought a dress to the wedding I'm here to attend. <laughs> and like, and it was a bunny emergency. And all of a sudden, it was as if like you didn't have a single article of clothing that could possibly you know, work for this wedding. So yeah, we were walking down the street, and somebody <laughs> said something to you or something. And I, th- I don't recall you swearing, but you certainly, you know, yeah, it was, it was fine. It was, I mean, I'm looking on my Instagram, too, because I have some questions from people that I want to make sure I ask you. Yeah, it was, it was oh, a moment. Um, I know. See? Okay. Um, I put this out like 10 minutes ago, so I need to be a better planner. So we don't have any? No, we have two, but we'll save those for next time. I feel like they kind of deviate from where we are right now. Um, yeah, yeah, I feel like that was, um, there are moments in relationships where you, moments of clarity where you start to realize, okay, this is the person that I'm going to be with. And at that moment where you like, Ooh, this is the person that I might be with. This is bad. Or this is the person I might be with. I think I I can probably handle it. I'd already decided at that point. (gasps) Mm, that's so sorry. No, it was no. But it there, was, yeah. I yeah. Mean, I mean, I. It's. I'm working. You know, I'm a work in progress. I'm trying to, trying to bring it down. But I, I do think that that instinct that I have to. It's not. I wouldn't say lash out because I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty calm person, or I can bring my emotion down when I have to. <coughs> but um, again, since having kids, I've really had to work on that some more because it ignites that animal instinct in you when you have children and you're trying to protect them. Like when the cars speed past our house and what I do. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Which is, uh, if you're going to yell at somebody, like somebody who's speeding down a street with, with like kids obviously speeding down a street, like right. our streets, it's 25 out front. Right. But people go through like much faster than that. And it is it super annoying. Yeah. It's not, it's not cool. But you're always like, you can't scream at people I'm in just, Florida. You'll get shot. I think saying, you know, a slow down with a hand right. motion in a reasonable way is acceptable. I think because, and it's not because I think you're wrong. I'm just no. because people it's, are crazy, you know? Yeah, I know. Um, and if, and candidly, if, if somebody was screaming at me from their street, you know, you know, it's like. You'd run them over. Yeah, no. but <laughs> but these but these days, if I realized, yes, I'm speeding, like I shouldn't be speeding, I would politely wave and slow down. But right. I'm just saying. But I'm, you're Most normal. people, yeah, aren't me. Right. So. so I shouldn't tell you the other day that I literally on our street drove into the middle middle of the road to slow someone down because he was going so fast did i tell you this yeah. and i put the window down and screamed so again i yeah, mean I just, would i do it differently next time probably but yeah and i think it sets a bad example for the kids when they see you screaming I know. going crazy i'm working on but, it but you know okay so um let's do a little like lightning round that i didn't prepare for but i'm going to try to think of a couple of questions off the top of my head that we can kind of like wrap everything up and um kind of put a bow on it first things first would you come back on my show on the 30 something podcast with sunny yeah i mean i think if we if <laughs> if you took how long you've been trying to get me on and we just kind of use that as the measure for how often it comes it's on. like a half-life situation no, i would like to this is fun <laughs> it's fun right yeah it's fun um we need to tell everybody too like andrew um is an attorney by trade but you've got a pretty like 
th- like not thriving is not the right word. You've got a pretty like um, strong creative side too. What do you say? I'm a Renaissance man. Yeah. You're a Renaissance man. <laughs> Can you tell everybody a strong creative side? No, you I don't do. Think Remember how like you know you're always the guy at weddings. You make really good speeches. You're really funny. You're really dynamic and charismatic. But you are a true introvert. So to get you to that point really takes some cajoling. Yes. Yeah. But, but I can fake it. But, you know, like we say, like if we're at a, you know, cocktail party or whatever, that like Sonny will say, nobody would know that you're an introvert Mm-mm. just based on a conversation. But I'll have a conversation and kind of, you know, do the whole thing. And I'm exhausted afterwards. Yeah, you like are. I, just, I need to like go to the bathroom and like just, collect myself. Yeah, like take a deep breath, like lean into the mirror and just take a couple deep breaths. I remember um, this was, again, earlier on when we met, like... I had a bunch of like work events <clears throat> when I was working um, in TV. You know, you do these like local charity things, and you said something like, "I, I said oh, yeah, I have this thing going on Saturday," and you were like, "Do you know anyone?" I'm like, "No," and I love it. I just like love going there and meeting new people. And you're like, "That's a literal nightmare for me." I it love it. I do. Yeah. That's what, and you know what? That's why I feel like I love this podcast. I just like drag people on and ask them really personal questions and. Um, well, I, don't, I mean, I, don't, I feel like I'm sitting here talking to you, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, yeah, I don't know. So you would come back. I would come back for sure. Yeah, okay. We'll fun. do like a little, um, I'll do a little thing. I'll do a little um, better preparation next time and, and have some questions, but I wanted to bring you on because I feel like, you know, you've got, uh, you've got that perspective that we need. This has like become a show that inadvertently kind of is like, you know, we're having more female guests and talking about motherhood stuff. So um, on that note, to like do another quick lightning round question, give us your dad advice. You're like the modern 2019 dad. Like what do we need to know if we're having kids and we're guys? <laughs> uh, oh, man. Um, Again, buckle up. Buckle up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I think just be prepared for everything to change, but for the better, I think, but mm-hmm. you kind of have to embrace it because it is, I think, um, and I went through this too, like I think you got to kind of really wrap your head around it and mm-hmm. it doesn't, I don't think it always happens instantly. You know, you got to no. kind of like get there a little bit. There's um, growing pains for sure. I feel like, you know, with our journey individually and as a couple, there were growing pains after yeah. we became parents. It wasn't like, you know, that's why like you get, it's kind of annoying to scroll through whatever social media and... um see like nothing no i'm look i'm not saying people should air their dirty laundry i mean if you do tell me what your what your name is so i can read it but <laughs> you know there that's the frustrating thing is that like there's so much positive highlighted and we've talked about this on yeah. social media that you can start to feel like if you're a couple and you have issues that you're flawed and you're the only ones you are not everybody goes through yeah. tough moments i so sunny and i've chatted about this obviously but i um gave up social media for mm-hmm. lent so i'm a few weeks in and like, I don't miss it at all. Like not even a little bit, like yeah. not even the littlest bit. I don't, I feel like anything that, and this isn't some, you know, new point of view on it, but I, um, I would encourage everyone to stop it. Unplug. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Really. Do you know that, um, I got my screen time report at the end of the week? No. Wait, yeah. At the end of the week. And you know what my app, you're going to divorce me when you hear this. Do you know what my average was one day? It's gotta be like five hours five and a half hours yeah i just did that's but like, my work you is like this mindless yeah I there's have a, a little mindless i have 30 role. seconds i'm at a red light let me get on my phone and, and I know, it's, it's just and you do that over and over and over or whatever have i gotten any better i've um, had pockets of a little bit yeah i mean i we, in the you know when we have you know go out like on a date night or whatever it always drives me nuts when we're just in the car and you're just on your phone but it's, i feel like i've that's the one place that i've tried to rein it in yeah have i improved there please i guess a little bit a little bit yeah. but you know in all fairness the stuff that i do you know with with work i'm blogging and podcasting it's just all like fed through social media so during I, the week i feel like that in artificially inflates my numbers yeah but even on that stuff and like i'm you know very proud of what you you do and what you've done and the platform and everything, all this new stuff, which is really awesome. But like, that's the one thing that I'm like, kind of like, okay, let's, you got to have that in a, some kind of in a little bit of a box, you know? Well, I have to have like office hours about it or like, and be done at a certain time of night. Yeah. And that's like, sometimes like in the rare time when I'd like go on your Instagram story and I'm like, (laughs) it's like a whole chronicle of our day and I didn't even know what was going on. I'm like, no, like, I feel like I'm like a pawn in this like story you're, you're telling. You're the most handsome pawn. Just kidding. Uh, you're not a pawn, but I, you're. I do. I tend to be. That's my. As I go on Instagram to shut this down, um, that's you know, p- 
part of part of this whole like um, you know how people feel like they have a calling. Like I, I do feel a calling to share, and I do think that telling our talking about our experiences, especially in this stage of life as parents and young parents, when it's so stressful, is helpful. But yes, I have to be better about like clock in, clock out, and I'm like really I'm working on that. And I feel like at night, yeah. I've gotten well, so good. You've gotten a lot better. Our yeah. nights are just, I, I feel like we're in we have a bad do, spot here recently. We have to do a whole different podcast about bedtime routines. What's what's our record? Is it like three hours for three kids? Our record's probably three hours, but our <coughs> average is probably 2.15. So it's not like there's a whole lot of, like I wish that looking back, like I wish we'd been more proactive about whatever you want to call it sleep training or whatever Ugh, i hate sleep training because like i'm like i don't care at this point i'm like you guys can all cry yourself to sleep no cry, you're making it sound like you're crying your river. Cry river i don't you, care like i just it's it you say starts, that though but no you're i do say that and i mean it like if you want to do it tonight because it's well the older kids is, don't even doesn't even matter anymore because well, it's not even an option because they would just not cry they would just come out of their rooms and stay up until 11 o'clock. You can't lock a kid in their bedroom. That's that's cruel. I do it all right now. That's horrible. Yeah, we're, well, you're desperate. You're exhausted. I mean, you're, you've been sleeping on the couch. You start off in bed, but you've been sleeping where? In, in both of our older kids' beds and every, the couch. Every morning I open my eyes and I'm like <laughs> not sure where I'm going to be. It's not an exaggeration. You wake up in a different spot every day. Yeah. You start the night in bed and then... It's I not think, even like the kids... I think last night you... Francesca came in and you basically, if I recall, were like, get out. <laughs> you're like, Francesca's here. Get out. <laughs> like, oh, it was God, the, I'm it, sorry for that loud laugh. It was the, I mean, I don't even know what time it, it was. was probably. I can't be held accountable for what I say um, when I'm when I'm near a state of sleep because I I live in a state of exhaustion and my mind just forgets how to function. I'm on complete survival mode. So, um, oh, my gosh, we. I'm bringing you back. We have so much to talk about with like sleep, you know, schedules and all that stuff. Um, yeah. Thank you for coming on. Thank Andrew. you for having me. <clears throat> Andrew Esquire. I don't want to say our last name right now, but. <laughs> that's, the name of, that's the name of my podcast. <laughs> Remember someone called you Andrew Abada and you're like, yep, I I'm not that. sure. <laughs> that's not how it works. Just my maiden name. Yeah. Oh, Can we Lordy. talk, because uh, I was thinking about this <clears throat> when I looked at your, um, the initial artwork for your podcast, mm-hmm. 30 something with Sunny. Mm-hmm. And um, and the initial like kind of concept artwork, like the the three and the zero were different, <laughs> different font, different colors. But the color of the zero were kind of blended into the background. So you're like, what do you think of this one? And I looked at it, and it, to me, it said threesome thing with sun. <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot that. You're like, what kind of podcast are you? What kind of a, am I gonna be on? Well, listen. <laughs> But if you want me to make money, all I'm saying is, yes. Yeah, so oh my lord! Something with Sunny. Yeah. So that's the uh, that's the second episode. Once I turn forty and I can't have thirty something, it will be the threesome something. <laughs> <laughs> Expect the proceeds to really roll in. Um, oh, you, babe. Thanks for coming on. Thank that's you what I say to me. all my guests. It feels um, weird saying it to you because I'm gonna well, go we'll home with you. Go to lunch after this. Yeah. So, so um, okay. All right, guys. Um, like I said before, um, I hope to drag Andrew back here and there. So let us know your thoughts. I would tell people to follow you on Instagram, but thank the dear Lord above you don't have Instagram. I couldn't get down with you if you were like too social media heavy. I'd be like, mm. I could give you my company website or something nope. like that. No, no, let's not. Do that. It's not. Yeah. Let's, let's keep that. Let's keep that on the DL. But, uh, but yeah, you guys can find me at Sunny Abada, 1B2Ts. And um, I'll see you next time. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of 30-something.